to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Okie doke. Welcome back, everyone, um, to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, we're on our latest live stream for you. We're still figuring this out, so bear with us. We're, we're still StreamYard noobs. Um, so we're just figuring this out as we enter the uh, the world of, of live streaming. Um, but we're going to be getting used to it a bit more often now as we head towards the regular season. We've got plenty of content coming your way, which includes regular live streams. Um, so I hope you've all been well. It's been a minute. Um, it's been about since draft time, really, that we last spoke to you. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the draft content that we put out. Um, but... All of a sudden, the regular season has crept up upon us and it is within touching distance. Football is almost, almost back. Uh, so we're back to talk football yet again. Training camp is well underway um, and that's what we're going to be focusing in on tonight. As you can see, if you're watching the live stream, um, if not, if you're one of our OG listeners and you're sticking to your, to your audio only on Spotify <laughs> or Apple, or you know, we love you all the same. Um but Pez isn't here. He's on holiday in Turkey. It is holiday season, of course, in the summer. Um, so if if you're in Turkey and you see him, you, I mean, to be fair, he's probably gone for the full service, the full MOT. So you'll probably see his nice brand spanking new glistening Turkey teeth. Um, so if you're Turkey in Turkey... Team, you, new, new rig after he's been yeah, on his fitness new rig. I'm sure well. he's having a lovely holiday as well, but I'm sure there's a sub, you know there's a there's an underlying motive always for going to Turkey. When in Rome, isn't it? You've got to go to Turkey and get your teeth done. Um, if he comes back so, with hair, I am going to just wet myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you see him, say hi if you're if you're over there. But uh, of course, you're stuck with me and Josh tonight. Then, um, but uh, yeah, Josh, how are you, mate? Good. Been looking forward to getting back on on air. To be honest, it's been obviously things have started happening, as you said, like off air. It's this off season seems to have gone a lot quicker than the others, but I think that's down to obviously the draft, the excellent draft we had, um, which we've already broken down with Mitch, the the hype around the players and the the sort of the building in general, and obviously the throwbacks dropping as we're both proudly representing. Yes, the throwback jacket is on. The throwback cap is on for you. Um, yeah, yeah, I am in love with these throwbacks. By the way, they are absolutely quality. Um, they're, they're I know nice, they're, aren't they? 
Yeah, I know they're not much different to the throwback jersey you could have bought for the past however many years they've been on the shop anyway. But just to see them in action um, this season is is and seeing. I've got to be honest, seeing Jackson Smith and Jake Burnett. Tell you what, I I I may I may well not have had a quiet five minutes to myself after seeing that. I put it that way, Josh. Absolutely stunning, and I don't mean the jersey. Anyway, um, yes, training camp is back. Football is back. That's why we're here, um, and that's what we're going to focus in on tonight. Who needs to have a big camp? Whose jobs are potentially in danger um, as we head into training camp now and get into the meat and bones of it? Um, who has an outside chance of making the roster um, that maybe isn't being talked about as much as they should be at this moment in time? Um, we might throw a few hot takes in there in terms of roster predictions as well. Um, but we're going to we're going to start with and centre in um, on who needs to have the best camp um, or who are certain position groups that, that are maybe coming under the microscope more than others uh, for the Seahawks. Again, I didn't think I'd be sitting here this time around um, last season thinking that quarterback wasn't going to be on the spotlight for me heading into training camp. <laughs> uh, but I think that, that position group's pretty locked up. Um, so for me... Oh, not a nice pun in there as well. Pretty locked up, yeah. Did you see what I did? There? I did yeah. I'll run with it because I didn't mean Genius. it at all. I didn't realise I'd done it. That's just, you know, you can tell we're, you can tell we're getting experience with this podcast stuff. We're just that quick with it now. It just doesn't even, doesn't even, don't even have to think about it. it just, just rolls natural, mate. It just flows. Poet of the airwaves. Um, anyway, so I've, so I've heard, you know, so I've heard through the grapevine. Keep um, telling yourself that, mate. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. It's getting on, it's going on the t-shirt. Um, but for me... There's a couple of position groups that stand out more than others. Um, I am going to start with the guard position. Maybe not the most fashionable position in the world, but I think it is wide open for the Seahawks this year, heading into training camp and into mm -hmm. preseason. Damian Lewis's form has ebbed and flowed since he's been in Seattle. Um, he's had a, obviously had a brilliant rookie season, then has had a bit of a lull the past two seasons. A little bit of a resurgence last season. I think he played better than some people might give him credit for. Um, but I think that was, again, how much of that is down to having those two stud bookends at, at tackle that's making the whole line better and look, and him look better potentially. And, and yeah, there's, there's an argument for that as well. But, but he played better um, and he's coming into, I think his contract is up um, at the end of this season, is it? I'll double check Fourth that. Year, this um, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's a big year for him. And then obviously you invest a decent amount of draft capital in a young guy like Anthony Bradford that is making a lot of noise as well. A lot of people are, uh, you know, Pete and, and the coaching staff quite high on him, um, especially as a, as a run block. I think that was one of his, his, his standout grades coming out and we know how much they're going to value that going forward as well. So um, he is potentially there to take his job and it's, it's, it's a little bit wide open for me. It's a little bit too wide open. For my liking, um, I think someone is, is going to have to lock that down. And I don't think Damian Lewis has done enough to lock it down. And I think it's there for, for an Anthony Bradford to potentially take that from him this uh, season. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I think D. Lewis' position safe. He's going to be one of the elder statesmen of that that O-line now. So I, I see it going cross D. Lewis. The biggest toss-up for me is going to be centre. Um because you've got, obviously we'll get onto it, but o okay. Olu and um, Brown have been exchanging sort of days as a starting centre. Um, yeah. 
all the reports out of the the mock game said that Brown really commanded that line. Right guard, I think. Obviously, you've got Phil Haynes, who, as much as he's this weird cult hero within Seahawks fandom, hasn't shown enough for me to go. That's nailed on. It's that's going to be between him and Bradford. That's mm. that's the in the guard spots. That's the one that I'd be looking for. And then obviously we got big boy Abe Lucas uh, right tackle. I mean, yeah. It's gonna. It's all gonna depend on how Bradford shows out in preseason. If he shows that he's up to the task at right guard, um, to the level we expect, then you, he could surprise people and end up starting that right guard. Because Phil Haynes, even though he's been with the organization for a while now, fitness is just is the best best abilities uh, availability, and he just is never available. He's not consistent with it. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think well Dean with with, uh, with Phil Haynes. They've also handed him a quite a sizable, healthy contract, Phil Haynes. It's starter money that they've paid him in that sort of five to six million range, I think they, they gave him, yeah. um, from what I remember. Um, so he's it, it's an expensive backup that if he doesn't win the job. So there's pressure on him. And like I say, I'm not overly convinced that he's good enough to be our starting guard. I'm not particularly, I, I wouldn't be sitting easy with that. I think I'd, I'd rather take a shot on a Bradford and see what he can do. Um, so that it, it's wide open, and like I say, it's not a fashionable position, but I think it's one of the spots that are more wider. Well, I get actually, like you're saying, the centre as well. The entire interior of the offensive line, I think everyone's job is is wide open. Who started yeah. from last season, if they're there or not anymore, um, it, it's every job on that interior is, is up for is up for debate for me. Um, and then, sort of sticking with the offense, I've got to say, maybe not sort of jobs on the line. But I think, again, we must sort of stress that it's such a big year for the tight end group, in my opinion. Um, I don't think anyone's jobs are on the line this season because, I, you know, we haven't, we didn't draft a tight end, haven't really signed a, a tight end in free agency or anything like that. So I don't think anyone's jobs are on the line for this season. But I think um, certainly what I'm going to lean towards in terms of why it's a focus point for training camp and preseason, I think is... At the end of this season, they've got a decision to make as to whether it's Noah Fant that they pay or whether it's Will Disley that they pay and stick with going forward. So yeah. it's a massive year for them to to kind of win the future tight end role for this year because they're not going to pay both. It's either Disley or Fans. Now, I'm personally in the camp of I'd rather them sign Fans, but I think they'll go with Disley because he's a better blocker. I think we've got too many field Hometown boy as well, anyway. isn't he? He's a hometown boy, but just from in terms of what the skill sets offer, I think Noah Fant is that vertical field stretcher kind of tight end, isn't he? He's that deep threat tight end. I think he's the quicker sort of, I think he must be a top three in terms of the fastest tight ends in the league. He must be up there. Um, And I think they've got enough of that in terms of DK, Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba. We've got field stretchers all over the field. Blocking-wise... You can never have too many good blockers, and I think Will Disley offers you a better blocking tight end. So I think that's why they'll go for him. But I think Noah Fant is 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 absolutely within his own right to think that he can beat out Will Disley in terms of winning the the contracts for the, for the future. So that's a that's a big position group for me that needs to be spotlighted this season and, and this preseason and training camp. Um, but then I'll, I'll I'll bring you in unless you've got anything to say on the tight ends. I'll bring you into the real debate for me. On so the tight ends very quickly. Yeah, Bobby Parkinson is in a contract year. This is, is year four for him. So it's a matter of do they see enough in him to pay him and keep him? 
Um, mm. Disley, if he stays fit, he needs to be able to justify the eight point whatever million we're paying him per season. Fan, I like you said, I think he might be surplus to requirements now because we don't need a field stretching tight end anymore with the mm. receiving core we've got. And also with the running backs we have that are also receiving threats. So it yeah. may be you may see Fant moving on next year, which is a shame because it's nice to have a tight end room like that because they're all they all offer a different dynamic. Like you said, you've got field stretching tight end, you've got a reliable catcher and great blocker, and then you've got what who should be a red zone threat in Colby Parkinson at six foot eight, and you know just chuck it up in the air and let him come down with it. So it's a nice mix, but again, we we're not going to pay two top dollar tight ends. No, um, it, so yeah, that for, for that reason for me, it, it's wide open going into this season. But in in light of recent developments, it was going to be a focused position anyway. I think you can tell where I'm going with this. Um, but D. Eskridge and this entire situation has blown open an, a, an entirely new door for who wins this fourth, fifth, sixth wide receiver position. Um, you'd have to think that D. Eskridge is now done he's banned for at least at least the first six games of the nfl season um if you're unaware there was an incident back in february that involved the mother of his child which i believe was his current partner at the time may still be his current partner some kind of incident has occurred that what we know so far hasn't delved into specifics or a little bit kind of not privy to to certain information at the minute but you can kind of paint the picture of what it might look like as as has happened um I think he was arrested, I think, as well. Um, but he was, um, I think he was held on misdemeanor charges or something like that. The, the picture hasn't been fully painted yet. We're just kind of, it's just developing in the last few days. But his his position in the in the team was potentially under threat before this has, has, has occurred. Now that we know about this and this has occurred, you'd have to imagine that he's not going to have a legit shot at being wide receiver four anymore. So now it blows the door wide open because obviously we're all unanimous in the fact that in whichever whichever order you have them, it's DK Lockett and JSN for wide receiver one mm-hmm. to three. Now all of a sudden, names that are coming into it like like and and, and fans get carried away every every sort of season when you sign an undrafted free agent that has lovely tangibles like a Jake Bobo or um, yeah, yeah. what's his face I can't even think of his name uh, now Landers Landers Matt Landers, Landers yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Um, big freak big six foot four athletic freak and, and you think could he be the next you know undrafted gem could he be you know the next Doug Baldwin that the Seahawks have found as an undrafted gem but now they have a legit chance to prove it because I don't know if you've heard as well but um, Derek you Young has also picked up an injury. Um, I think they believe that he's picked up a sports hernia injury. Um, I don't know whether it was following the, um, the, the the practice game or just in training camp in general, but it's believed that he might be suffering from a sports hernia. Now, depending, I'm not, a, I'm no sort of, um, you know, physiotherapist or anything like that. But from my knowledge of them, um, from our football anyway, because it's quite a common injury in our football um, or soccer to our American listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you can either, if it's minor, if it's, if, if it's a minor sports hernia injury, you can put off the surgery and you can potentially play through it until your symptoms get worse. If it's a bit more of a serious sports hernia injury, it needs surgery. And then you're looking at 10 to 12 weeks from what I, what Google's telling me anyway, is about the time frame that he'd be out for. Um, 
obviously these are prime athletes who may well be able to defy those odds. Um, but if he does require surgery, it looks like he's going to be out for two to three months, that kind of time mm. frame. So then all, all of a sudden, take the Eskridge out of the equation, take Derek Young out of the equation in terms of playing time. He'll still be on the roster, but in terms of playing time, um, it's a massive yeah. opportunity for a Matt Landers and a Jake Bobo who who led the practice game with 73 yards, Jake Bobo the other day, by the way, it has to be said. Um, it's a massive opportunity for them too as well, isn't it, to, to really nail down a, a roster spot for us this season? It is. I mean, obviously, we know all the, the, the core of the three, the three-headed monster. We're not going to talk about them too much. And obviously, we don't want to sort of wax lyrical about the rookies too much because we've got Mitch who'll be doing his rookie rundown very soon. Um, but my only issue with Bobo is his speed and speed is it's the tippy top for an athlete like this is what you need obviously he's separation and catching ability it, it might belie that so he might you know be able to get around that's it. what I was going to say do you think just throwing playing a bit of devil's advocate because we've said that you know we've got quite a few speedsters field stretches anyway do you think his separate if he is a better route runner if he if he knows he lacks speed but he works on his craft and is a better route runner a bit more of a technician will that yeah. actually do him a bit that of a benefit potentially yeah. yeah could benefit him because if, if that's the case you could have him in there as a big slot mm-hmm. you know he's, he's never going to burn someone on the outside but a big slot so essentially paying like a tight end in the slot position mm-hmm. um who's mm-hmm. got the skill to break free from you know, any safeties or cornerbacks that may, yeah, it could work. I mean, Landers is someone I, I got a bit fascinated by sort of watching. Um, but again, it's, we need to see them in the preseason games. I'm, I'm desperately trying not to get on board the training camp hype train because it happens every year with every team that we look at or, you know, the Seahawks, somebody is amazing in training camp. How many times, how many years have we heard DS Gridge has been fantastic in training camp? And then it yeah. comes to the season and, you know, I mean, I'm trying not to lean into that hype. I just want to see them in these preseason games and then I can mm-hmm. form a more rounded judgment because as obviously with us being in the UK, we don't get the chance to go and see the training camp. We don't get the chance to, we don't get all of the exposure that everyone else over there does. Um, but the stuff I've seen, I mean, Bobo looks good. And then you've got Landers, who I think could be a surprise package for people. But again, he's going to be on that. He'll be wide receiver six, if anything, because mm. I honestly think um, that Seahawks might jettison him now. We love a redemption arc, but when it comes to something like this, do you really want that in the core of your team? No, it doesn't no, look good no, for him. I mean, no. it's, you know, it, 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 it doesn't look good. And if you are, say, a Kareem Hunt who already had a body of work to rely on when he did whatever to that woman, then someone will come in and get you. Someone like D. Eskridge, who was a second round pick, has produced one touchdown and nothing else apart from warming a physio bed and getting paid. He's he could be out of the league unless the Seahawks go. Yeah. We're going to help you. We'll rehabilitate you. We'll do this, this, and this. We'll see how the season goes. He's gone. Like I, I don't get why. I'm, I, I don't advocate violence against women or children or anything to start with. But I don't get why someone in his position would do it anyway. 
and obviously he's gone into this the counselling thing afterwards. He's signed up to a program for it, but I just I just don't think there's room on the team for him anymore. With the emergence of Derek Young, Landers, and Bobo, why would you need an Eskridge? I don't know why you would need an Eskridge at this point for the Seahawks. Um, you need receivers in terms of this is why I think it's a massive opportunity for Landers and Bobo and etc. Because I want to be in a position as a Seahawks fan this season that we're blowing out teams that badly that in the third and fourth quarter we don't need to be continuously playing a Jackson Smith and Jigba. We don't need to be, you know, we need to have people who can come in to see the game. You know, when it's that that much of a shutout, you know, yeah, when, yeah. We're, when we're twatting the Cardinals fifty to one. I don't know how they scored one actually, fifty to two because they scored a shit safety. Um we we need we need a Matt Landers, we need a Jake Butler to come in and just be able to rest. Because at this like say at this moment in time, DK Lockett and a Jigbert, behind that, it's nothing but players who haven't done anything or rookies. And so it's and obviously they could potentially sign some free agents anyway that to to if they're not confident in the options that they've got. But um but there's still quite a few free agents out there. So yeah. It's it's entirely possible that that could happen, but mm. for now we haven't. And I think Pete is quite happy with who he's got on the roster in those positions. Um, mm-hmm. And I can see why. I think we've got a, a good young core of players there. Obviously, with Tyler Lockett as a captain, sort of steering that receiving core, and then DK as a veteran player now, and all the the other guys underneath. Derek Young, I think, is still massively underutilized it's such a shame he's got an injury because he could have stepped into that wide receiver four role easily um yeah but i, I think to be honest the wide it speaks for itself now with eskridge being out i think unless we do go out and sign someone we've got our six wide receivers yeah it, 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 that may well be the case um other than the offense as, as we as we transition towards the defense um there's certainly some big question marks in some positions for me i'll start with the kind of edge guys because i think that's where i think the interior is pretty much taking shape now in terms of it might not be how we all want it to look like but it doesn't look like there's too many competitions for mm-hmm. the starting jobs on the interior other than nose tackle um but certainly off the edge and i think it's a big it's a big training camp for someone like a boy um who obviously again invested a second round pick in him last year and has been impressive Sean. In training he's been camp impressive in the the mock game as well. He was getting rave yeah. reviews. He has which been I'm so so happy about. I love that man. Exactly. I think, I think I think from we all love Boyer from what we've seen of him. But what can't be ignored now is the reinforcements that they brought in again in terms of players that can play off the edge. When you think about a Mario Edwards, Draymond Jones, they've just paid a hell of a lot of money for. Derek Hall is now in that room as well. And then you've got guys that are still there, like obviously Daryl Taylor. Um, the Wars who coming off the edge as well. I know he's more of an outside linebacker, but can still rush from the edge. There's a hell of a lot of competition for snaps off that edge now. And I would be <laughs> I would be so disappointed if Boyer doesn't find a, a, a consistent, not necessarily a three-down role, but just a consistent... I don't want him to be another Alton Robinson. I think he's too talented yeah. for that. And I want to see him really step up and, and, and stake his claim and say, I am a starter, I am a three down guy if you want me to be a three down guy but there's a hell of a lot of competition there so i think other than an other than a uh, that's quite hard words to say in 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 quick fire um 
other than an Nawasu, well, I didn't get it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Other than Nawasu, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you've got Tremont Jones, who obviously is going to be a starter because of the amount of money they've paid for him. Other than that, it's it's wide open in terms of veterans or rookies, and and I think it's a massive opportunity for Boyer Mafe to to stake his claim and 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 stamp the flag in and say this is my year to become a full time starter. So, it, but. Mm. It's wide open. If he doesn't do it, that's a, that's an interesting position group to look at for me. I don't know about you. I think it's when you look at the position group itself, we've got such depth and it's going to allow for a lot of rotation and situational play. You mentioned Edwards and Jones. Like Edwards and Draymond Jones will literally play at three tech. That's all I can imagine them being put at. Um, because on the, on the actual edge or outside linebacker position, I just said, and Wosu... Taylor are going to be starting because they're established. This is Taylor's contract year as well, so he's going to want to show out whether we re-sign him or he goes elsewhere into the league and gets paid. Um, you've then got Derek Hall. Um, we've got, well, in, in order of where they were drafted then. So you've got Marfe, Derek Hall, um, and who else have we got as edge? Daryl Taylor. Daryl, I mentioned DT already, but they're they're the main ones. I mean, at the moment, I mean, you look at them. Yeah. Um, let's go through sort of the depth chart. MJ Anderson, whoever that is, uh, Edwards, Draymond Jones, Mike Morris as well, but he's going to go at three tech. He's going to go um, at three tech. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron Reed, who's going to be competing for nose. Um, Jacob Sykes, purely just there as a camp body. Miles Adams as well. We forget about him as a DT. Um. But yeah, I think there's going to be oh, Levi Bell, who we just signed as well as an undrafted free agent. Um, I think it didn't he actually come from USFL or something or XFL first? I think he did. Um, yeah. But I mean, we we've got a lot of position, a lot of sort of versatility there as well, and it's something that I know Mitch is quite high on having, um, which I'm I'm more than happy with as well. Um, but I think off the edge, oh, let's not forget Tyreek Smith. Mm-hmm. Drafted him last year, yeah, was injured year all year, and he's come mm-hmm. out of a big school. You know, he's his Ohio State. He was fantastic for them, which is why we brought him in. So he's there competing as well. I think it's just going to give us, knowing what injuries are like in the NFL now, it's going to give us a lot of chance to rotate and rest people. So Mwosu's not at every down edge, or yeah. Daryl Taylor is not absolutely gassing himself all the time and when it's going to be a run play because we know that his run stopping isn't amazing. He is more of a head down, get to the QB, rusher. Whereas someone like Marfe can come in and his run stop his run stuffing is fantastic. Derek Hall mm-hmm. as well, very cerebral intelligent edge who can set the he can set the edge for the run and he can also get after the QB. So I think it gives a lot of versatility and it, it all depends on who we're going to play. So I'm I'm quite high on this group. I do, I do like it. I like the fact that it's quite young as well. We've got the experience, the experience of Nwosu, who's still only, what is he, 26? Yeah, he's not old. He's be- but he's the veteran edge guy. Um, and all the rest are around yeah. about 25 and under as well. So I think it's it's a good position. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's not going to be a matter of looking at who's going to start. It's just going to be a matter of looking at when they come into the rotation and for what situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like I say, it, it it's it's one that is 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 wide open in certain positions. So, um, I'm going to be fascinated to see how these are, because like I say, there's a hell of a lot of competition off that edge now. So I'm going to be fascinated to see who really steps up out of this year's group. Um, transitioning to 
cornerback. Um, <laughs> we'll head to linebackers after that if you, if we've got anything to say on linebackers. It's po- pointless uh, heading to linebackers just, because we know the starting ones are and the rest are just back yeah, up. true. <laughs> I just want to talk about cornerbacks and, and, and Tariq Bullen, really. Uh, and any, uh, so I, any... I knew we were getting there. Yeah, well, we've got to get there. Um, it's a big year for a Trey Brown. I think he needs to have a have a very good camp mm-hmm. because um, injuries aside, when he's played, he's flashed some good good ability. Uh, I, I can remember that Steelers game where he made that good good tackle coming down, flying and, and, and hitting. And, and he's shown ability, but... He's he's always had a bit of a, an injury record through college, and and um, I'd really love to see him step up and and because I think he is a talented player who could provide value for us. But I look at the options we've got there now. Um, obviously, you've got Tariq, Devon, Corby at the nickel. It, it's it's starting to get Mike Jack as well. We all we all know that Pete Carroll. I was, was going to say, of, don't uh, don't forget Mike Jack. I mean, if if I'm looking at the the roster here, you've got Lance Boykin. Uh, Trey Brown, Kobe Bryant, Artie Burns is still there um, as the pure senior because he's 28 and all the rest are 25 and under, apart from Michael Jackson, who's 26. Uh, Arquan Bush, uh, camp bod. Um, We've already got a Bush, Devin Bush. We don't need another one. Uh, Bush, who, who made a nice little pick in training camp as well. Um, yep. Chris Steele as well, so he's another training camp bod. Andrew Whitaker's just gone down injured, but I think it's season ending. Then you got Spoon, Reek, um, and that is basically it for the cornerbacks. I can honestly see the starting cornerbacks, and I said this last year, and this isn't to disparage Kobe because I think he's a brilliant player. He's such an intelligent ball player. Mm-hmm. I said before about speed, and that is the thing that I think he lacks to be an outside corner in the NFL. He will get burnt by players. And we saw it in training camp. We saw the videos of him getting absolutely done by JSN. Um, yeah. And he's just not got that makeup speed. If he does make a mistake like that, he's not got the makeup speed to do what, say, Tariq does. So if, if mm. Reek has an issue, he can make up for it with speed. And mm. Kobe, I think, will be on the outside looking in when it comes to this because based on what we've heard from training camp and what we're seeing, Mike Jack has had the best training camp out of anyone coming out of everyone's mouths. But then is that peak propaganda saying, he's amazing, quick, someone come and sign him from us? Or is he actually being that good and just doesn't want to relinquish his outside corner spot with Reek? And then in the nickel, you'll have Spoon, who can play nickel, can play outside as well. Where's that leave Kobe? Trying at safety is where it this leaves is, him. That's what he did in the mock game. He they played him at safety. But then, see, I'll 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 raise two things off the back of that. Um, one to address him playing at safety. I think we've got too many options at safety anyway. We've just paid to go and get Julian Love. You've got Quandre mm-hmm. Diggs, who's a pro bowler. Julian Love, by the way, is playing at Pro Bowl level in New York. So I think he's a Pro Bowl safety as well, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think you need to. I don't think it is. It doesn't look like a safety. Maybe a free he'll, he'll safety. He'll play free safety. So if anything, it'll be free safety as cover for. I mean, he's he's never going to be strong safety. He's not that physical mm. type of player, um, where you can bring him into the box or you know you can have him sort of subset an edge if needs be. He'll be free safety backup, but then he's also got a content with Quandre. Shout out to Quandre for for liking our Instagram post and my Twitter earlier. Um, so Quandre starting team captain. Behind him, then, you've got Jerry Reed, the second, 
who the second again is getting rave reviews. People absolutely mm -hmm. love him in the building. Like Carol will not stop waxing lyrical about him. And I can see why the character, the ability, just because he went to a smaller school, he was obviously picked lower down in the draft. But I think he looks like a ready-made replacement for Quandre. Give him a couple of years playing behind Quandre. And if Q decides then to step down or gets traded, which I hope he doesn't, I'd like him to retire a Seahawk, Reed steps straight into those shoes because he's got the quickness, he's a ball hawk, he's a good tackler as well. Like, perfect. But then what about Kobe? You have Kobe in there as a cornerback, free safety, something or other? This is this is what I was going to say. For me, what benefits Kobe um, is the way that we are now transforming our defence to be positionless in every position. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've, I've talked to you about this or I've said it on a podcast yet, but... Yeah, it's positionless defense, and that's the kind of ingenious behind our defense this year. And I think you'll start to see teams start to follow our mold as well, because, like you say, with Devon, with a spoon, we've drafted him as an outside, but now we're playing him in predominantly in the nickel, mm -hmm. but he can play outside. And I think Colby, like you say, at, predominantly at Cincinnati, he was on the outside. That's where he won the Jim Thorpe Award as, as an outside corner, being the best outside corner in college. Um, so he can definitely play there. He's shown that he can play there. Um, but Trey, I'm not so sure. Coming back to Trey Brown, I'm not so sure um, he could play potentially. I, I think he'd be I, a jack I reckon of all you could trades, play him a strong. Yeah, but I think you could easily get, I reckon if you get Trey in the nickel, you know, I'd even mm. try him at strong safety. He's got the build. He will hit people. He's happy coming downhill. I think then, the problems with our strong safety position now, we have strong safeties that we want to be able to play in the box as sort of wills, like weak line, well, mm. weak inside linebackers. Mm -hmm. And this is where, like I said, positionless, because we I was banging this drum last year and the year before about Jamal trans, like, sort of transferring his skill set into the linebacker position. And it looks like we're basically doing that anyway with this defence. But Brown, I just... I don't know if, like you, like you said, I don't know where he'd fit, but that's where I'd start looking at him. If you want him to be positionless, yeah. give him some reps there. Yeah, and we've touched on him as well, but like say Michael Jackson, it's a it's a massive training camp for him because he needs to, like you say, there's there's no doubt in that he's seen Devin Witherspoon coming and he said that's my job under threat. I now yeah. need to go out and and have the best training camp of my of my career. Whether like I said, even though it is positionless defense and we'll still find a role for him anyway, he will be on the roster. Um but he did play well last season. He's playing exceptionally exceptionally well in training camp. Um by all accounts played well in the in the practice game as well by all accounts. Mm -hmm. Um so there's no doubt that he's going to get a massive opportunity in the preseason games to to start. I think they'll obviously be careful with with a witherspoon and 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 all the you know, guys that they've paying big money for and the, and and Jigba going back to the offense. Um they're gonna be careful with those guys. Whereas Mike Jackson, you can leave him out there and, and play him four quarters if you want in most preseason games. They won't, but he could. Um so it it's 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 massive for him because like I say I I I don't think you could necessarily play him in the nickel. I think Mike Jack is an outside corner solely outside corner. I think he's solely outside. So I think it's a little bit more this this transition to positionless defense is a bit more of a grave concern for him in terms of his future with the Seahawks if he doesn't win the outside corner job. Um, and then it's a case of are uh, the the front office going to be 
okay with saying, do you know what? We'll 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 bite the bullet if we have to, and 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 start Devon as 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 the nickel. When I I I think they wanted to to make him the outside corner opposite Tariq. I don't oh, think they were hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and then Mike Jack decided like he wanted that job still, and has yeah. turned up in training camp. Yeah. And they've all so gone, now they're kind of yeah. We drafted this guy at five, but we need Mike Jack on there because he's the best yeah. corner on the training pitch. What do we do? Yeah. And it's just if you have to fit your best players in and move one of them slightly out of position, I think Witherspoon would be fantastic in there as well. Like I said, mm. I just want a, a no fly zone where people are afraid to like throw to our cornerbacks, and they are at the moment. I think Mike Jack will be the most targeted corner in our our group. Um, mm. But then again, I want cornerbacks that people don't want to run towards as well for fear of getting absolutely smashed. And yeah. I think we're getting that. If you've got Witherspoon in the nickel, oh, any slot or tight end who comes near him, he is just going to like lay a shoulder into him, which is going to be fantastic yeah. to see. To, let's face it. Oh, it's, it, it will get me out of my seat. I'm salivating already. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it, 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 it's big for certain corners um, more than others. Safeties, like you say, I, I think that that position group is pretty locked up. I don't think there's necessarily too many battles there that we need to be looking for. I think, like I say, even the Jerick Reed will win a roster spot, even if it's just for special teams. Um, he'll, he'll win a roster spot because I think he, I get the impression that he will be a special teams star. The way he hits yeah. and violent, I think they're going to love him on special teams. So I don't think there's necessarily any guys that are potentially, you know, cut candidates or anything on, at, at the safety position yet. So I don't think it's a massive talking point heading into training camp. Um, can we, can we that, just nip, nip back onto the linebackers quickly? Because I've completely forgotten to mention someone. So we were talking about the inside linebackers and Bobby and Bush will start the season. Um, and then when Brooks comes back, he'll slot in there, and that'll be a battle. But then mm-hmm. we've also we've not mentioned the fact that we've just re-signed Ben Burke Irving. Oh, BBK. I I said what? this last year. I rate him. He's a good tackler. He reads the game really well. He doesn't make that many mistakes apart from getting seriously injured, um, which would be my only reservation here. But, but then we've he? also what get seriously injured. He's no, had, like, other, other experimental procedure to repair him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person on planet Earth. I was more on a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good headline. That's a good claim to fame for him. Might be his only one uh, because <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't think we. How can we? How can we say that he's a good tackler? Good sort of in terms of player recognition, coverage. I don't. I haven't seen enough of him. He's good on special teams. Look at look at his college that's... type. Oh yeah, but that's from it's practically black and white now. We've moved on that far. It, it it's he's twenty five. Do you know? What? Yeah, I know, yeah. But he was in college like what five years, four, five yeah, years ago. Yeah. Like it, it's it, yeah, I know, yeah. Um, it's it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? It, it? It's night and day for me, and it's I, I don't I don't see him pushing to be a if you if a, you're not sold on him, then what about Vi Jones? By Jones, I'm hearing more fun things about. Um, I said he was last one of the preseason I, standouts here. I said last year that I was really excited to see him play because mm-hmm. he has got that ferocity. He's got good vision. He is quick for a middle linebacker as well. I think he's he's put on. I can't remember how many pounds someone said of muscle 
to bulk up because he was too skinny essentially last year. And he is getting some rave reviews at the moment. And I am so excited to see him play in these preseason games just to see if he's got what it takes. Because hmm. he came in, I think he did an admiral, admiral job like last year when we had all those injuries. And he came in, did what he needed to do. I couldn't fault him. I just I said I think he's a bit too small at the moment to play middle linebacker in the NFL because he'll just get trucked over. But then he proved us wrong by being a tackling machine there. So I'll have to wait and see on that one. Sorry, you were going to say something else. I just wanted to talk about the linebackers. If, if it involves no, tackling, I'm all about it. <laughs> I was probably just going to say I don't see Ben Bakirvin challenging for Vi Jones. I could potentially see pushing until Jordan Brooks comes back. If Devin Bush doesn't hit the ground running, potentially they might shit can him and in terms of a starting role and, and say, do you know what, go for it, fire Jones, see what you can do. Um but like I say, when Jordan Brooks comes back if he's ready to go and fully healthy again, he'll he'll sort straight back in there anyway. Um the benefit so we've it's... got right now though is that we don't have to push him in. So if he's no. not hundred percent and Devin Bush is serviceable because let's not forget Devin Bush in college was a standout. He was a stud. Was he a mm-hmm. top ten pick or something by Pittsburgh? He just didn't Yeah did he go yeah, something like that. Something like that. But like, he was a first-round pick by Pittsburgh, and it just didn't work out. So he, he was mm-hmm. doing really well, had his injury, and then just tailed off. If he, if Devin Bush comes out and plays like his potential shows, we don't have to rush Brooks back, which yeah. is really good for us. And then we've got the backup of Vi Jones and then BBK if needs be. So I've, I've, I don't know. I'm quite excited by it. I think it could be... Uh, I think it's going to be a better group than people give it credit for. And I, I love the fact that you still see Nick Ballore as well listed as a linebacker. <laughs> they, they will forever find him a role. It, he'll retire and he'll be team dog walker. He'll walk the dog around. It, you know, they will forever find a water boy, whatever you want him to do, Nick Ballore, just to stay there, be around and, and see him smiling. Go, go, go some special teams captain to cheer captain. Cheer captain on the beaches, yeah. whatever you want. He'll, he'll become blitz. I tell you, that's what he'll do. He'll get into the blitz suit and become blitz. Um, yeah, it, I, I love Nick Below. Um, is there anyone that we haven't talked about? Any position group that you feel needs a mention in terms of, um, you know, hot, I mean, I hot think take to make the roster sort of anything like that? I, I don't really have a hot take. I said about Vi Jones then. I think the, the big thing for us now is going to be figuring out this nose tackle. And I think it's going to be, again, situational. I think when it comes to to run stopping, I reckon Cam Young's going to be in there. But when it comes to rushing the passer, Jeremy Reed's going to be there because that's what they've said. He's going to be nose tackle and he's gone, I'll do whatever to help the team, um, which is good. Mike Morris, I'd love to see a bit more of him. Uh, six foot mm. six, 200, uh, 300 pound he is now. Um, yeah. Three tech is going to give anyone issues. Mm-hmm. With the wingspan and like the arm length he's got, guards and tackles are not not going to know what to do because most tackles have got long arms. But when you've got someone who's just as big, if not bigger than you, with long as or longer arms, it's going to be a, a good battle to see. He's someone I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see. I know he's one of Mitch's boys. Um, there's not... I've just been so invested in watching training camp that... I, whatever I can get my hands on, that there's no one person that I'm I'm really excited about. So I'm excited about Derek Hall, but I know Mitch will talk to us about him very shortly. Anyway, on yeah. the next pod. But um, yeah, um, I'm just having a quick look through the roster now, and there is no one that 
Oh, very quickly, before we sign off, can we talk about the running backs? Yes, absolutely. Pez isn't okay. here to give me a bollock in for saying Zach Charbonnet is going to be... <laughs> Never mind. So, Zach Charbonnet is going to be the first first and second down back. That's, that's yeah. a given. Um, and then third down, depending on what we're going to do, will be possibly second or third. <clears throat> You'll get Ken come in if it's going to be a run because we've worn them down enough. Or you're going to have DJ Dallas. I mean, Ken can catch as well, which does open mm. up a lot more. And then Kenny McIntosh, providing he's, he's all right, because I know he's injured at the moment. I think he can is. come in yeah. and then be pass catching running back. So it's another option for Gino, mm-hmm. just for a quick dump off or another hot route. I'm absolutely fine with that. I, I'm starting to feel a bit bad for DJ Dallas. No, I'm not. Because he's at his love. He's loved by the fan base. He's loved by the organization. But I think, again, he's going to be the outside looking in. Like, I don't want to say this because I love I think he's brilliant. I think he's got more potential than we give him credit for. But I don't think he's used right. And I think McIntosh might usurp him as the RB3. He has. He has had that's my hot take. chances, though. Let's be honest. He, it's not yeah, like he's, he's, he's had, had chances as an every down. That's back. your hot take. My, my, go on. My, my opinion, my opinion on DJ Dallas is, is that I know you, I know Pez loves him. I know you love him. I love the guy, I, I, but I'm not that attached to the football player oh, oh, of DJ Dallas. Ability I'm wise, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. The character, I, I think, is think a great locker room presence. What... He's loved by people, but I've just not seen enough from him. I mean, yeah. When he got the chance to be an every-down back when we had those injuries, I don't think he showed enough. Or that or the assignments he was given to run weren't right for him because they were asking him to bulldoze through guards. Never going to happen. Never no. in a million and I, years. And I know, I know Pez has always said, and I, and I agree to a certain extent that he's improved year and year out, but I don't think that improvement is A, enough and B, sort of warranted to 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 take a job over a Macintosh because he, he can't run. Macintosh can, the, the way he will be able to run little wheel routes, little dump-offs with his agility, his speed, it's, it's he's got that over DJ Dallas. Um, he's, he's not a better power back than Zach Charbonnet and he's not a better elusive back than, than Ken Walker. Ken so Walker. I don't see, I don't see how he used to... Outside looking him. He's from the outside looking in. The only thing... Yeah. That will save him, and I think he will still make the roster and everything like that, um, and, and find a role is as the kick returner. I think he will be our designated kick returner again for 2023. Now that Gordon Igwebuke um, has gone, I can't remember where he signed He's with. He's the Bears, did he? Someone. I can't remember. Something like um, that might be the Bears, um, but I think Ty Lockett's too valuable to be used on kick returns, mm. as is Jackson Smith and Jigba, as is other players. It might be, it may well be a. a, a and Matt Landers or someone like that gets a kick return opportunity, but I think DJ Dallas, from what he showed at Miami, will will revert back to our yeah. kick returner. Um, so I think that's where he'll find most of his work this season, unless we get injuries at the running back position. Um, I think he's a capable backup and a good guy and a good deputy to have. There's far worse running back fours in the NFL than oh, DJ yeah. Dallas. Um, I just don't think he has that trump card over the three running backs that we've got that would that would usurp him at the minute. So. He, um, he, he can do the bits, but he doesn't excel at the bits. A power back, he's not elusive. He can be, but he's just not elusive, as as elusive as a Ken or as Macintosh showed. A Macintosh hmm. um, pass catching, he can do it, but again, Macintosh excels at pass catching. That's his bag. Yeah. You know, even Charbonnet has been 
catching passes and training mm-hmm. camp. Now he's fit, mm-hmm. and Ken has showed all off season that he can catch passes. He caught an absolutely brilliant sideline pass from DJ from um, from Gino deep, and he just said, "Yeah, I did it all through high school. I just never used it in Michigan." I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. think he's going to be outside looking in. Like you said, he'll be special teams, kick returner. And if that's his role, that's his role. And that's sorry, his DJ. role. Um, sorry, TJ. Um, and our role for the rest of the, of the weeks going forward and the season coming up is to provide you with the very best content that we can. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing. We are now back on the saddle. Giddy up, Pony. Um, we are back. Football is just about back. Um, and we're, we're going to be rolling out the content for you guys over the next few weeks. Um, so we've got loads of content to look forward to. Um, we're going to get this podcast out for you all very soon. And then uh, we've got Mitch coming on as well to talk about um, the rookies, as he is our resident draft expert. He's going to be fronting the new uh, rookie reactions, the rookie breakdown rookie podcast. Watch. Rookie watch. He is going to be the face of that. He's going to bring you up to speed with everything that's going on. Uh, surrounding our rookies this year um so look forward to that as well watch out for that we've got plenty more stuff lined up in the coming weeks and months um so it's um, going to be a we, hell of a lot of fun yeah. we talk to 12s will be coming back as well where i speak to 12s from all over the world um if you are a listener and you want to tell a story about how you got into the seahawks how you think everything's going to go what you're hoping for get in contact with us via instagram twitter tiktok Pretty sure our email address is on our website as well, which is wetalkseahawks.com. Get in touch. I'd love to have a chat with anyone. And it's not a matter, I don't care if you are uh, male, female, if you are not any of them, if you're non-binary, whatever. I just want to hear your stories and we want to get them out there for other people to hear as well. But for now, we will love to leave you and look out for the next one. Um, But to everyone who's tuned in with us, today whether it's on the live stream or whether you are listening um just as, as as you regularly do wherever you get your podcasts thank you all we love you all as always um go hawks man go hawks <laughs>